Quit paying motherfuckers for Jerry Girls. Quit paying motherfuckers for Primes. Save your money. Stop your own Hello guys, welcome to another episode of SA Speaks, the podcast for descending minds. Um, so if you are listening to this, it's either you came for a meetup, a pool party this evening. Uh, it was from two to seven, or you didn't. Okay, so is it that you missed out on the fan, or you had your own fan? You know, but I just whichever way um, today happened for you, I hope you enjoyed your weekend and um, you you know charged up for the next week. So, an atheist and a humanist decided to have a conversation on religion during the meetup, and you know I just decided to record it. So, sorry for the audio quality. Um, it was an impromptu recording, but I hope you enjoyed this. We're gonna start now. Please. That one has a question. No, yeah. yeah. All right. So, go. Well, I should, yeah. I should formulate my question. Okay, so fine. Basically, my question is this: According to Karl Popper, the uh, our concern should be that the idea can be falsified. That is, a set of ideas can be brought to bear that will access to revise our conception of the world. That is the doctrine in all scientific conceptions, right? Or all forms of reasoning. Now, for the religious outlook, or in your particular case, the Christian outlook, is there any set of ideas or, I mean, observations in the world that if they were brought to bear, you would have to revise your conception? Or there's nothing like that? And if there is, do you think that stands, that uh, goes to support the strength of your argument or weakens your argument? Okay. So when it comes to the issue of conception and how there could be the possibility of falsification. So we all know that um, the word, the Bible or any other religious text serve as a guide to the experience of one's faith or encounter with the Supreme Being. So these texts exist based on past experiences of people that have had encounters but it doesn't represent the actual faith that individuals need to go through because it says that each and every individual are unique in their own special way and because of that uniqueness you need to represent or have a feel of that encounter in your own way so my experience is different from your experience so if you tell me that how can i explain what i'm feeling will be very difficult for you but what i can do is to guide you on how to arrive at that kind of encounter that's the basic underlying factor based on the fact that the possibility of taking care of that falsification due to the fact that follow the guide and experience if you have the experience based on your free will that you've been given by the supreme being do you still believe in this will? Do you still believe in that faith? If you do not, that's fine. You make your own decision. Case close. But, you know, honestly, you have not answered my question. Oh, I have. So I Young King, see, I'm saying we all have views on the world. For okay. example, I'm a materialist. That is to say, I only think there's only in the physical world. You're a Christian, right? So then you think there's some dichotomy. There's a spiritual world and the physical world. I can tell you what set of ideas, if they were brought what set of facts if I made I would have to revise my conception simply answer me are there any set of facts that if somebody observed you would be forced to revise your opinion well for now there's no fact no no no, no you're not asking. are there I didn't say no they are not okay fine yeah that, 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 that's what no, I have to say not. because that doesn't make your argument strong the strength of your argument should lie in the fact that it could be wrong that is that is the key argument. I have that certainty that it will never be wrong. Ah, then we are yeah. not having a conversation, are we? No, you see, I'm having a conversation with you not on whether the existence is valid or not. It's about whether it's important for you to encounter that experience. That's it. Okay, so it's like the guy who they asked him for court say, "Have you stopped beating your wife?" That's what you're asking me. Because we've well, gotten beyond the question of. Did you even beat your wife? 
do you even beat your wife? It's, have you stopped? That's what you are trying to ask. You're saying we should formulate the question in the sense that have you stopped beating your wife? No, no, no. Instead of asking the that's, first that's, question, that's, 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 do you beat your wife? That, okay, let me explain why it fits into what you're saying. Okay. You're saying we shouldn't discuss the, uh, whether the idea is uh, right or wrong, mm-hmm. or it's true or false, but we should ask why someone needs to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like, so with me, if you've gotten beyond whether it is, it's a real experience or not, you're saying should people experience this wonderful thing that I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not real. See, for example, let, let me tell you something. I can always tell you that if we saw a rabbit in the Precambrian, we know evolution is wrong. I can always tell you that if you observe so so and so phenomena in quantum mechanics, I know that theory is wrong. Mm-hmm. I can always tell you some very critical test of the ideas for which I can verify that they are wrong. For but all the can, theories. Yes, for all the theories. That's how we knew that some theory that 200 years made very wonderful ex- uh, predictions from the perturbations of the planet to why they are spherical to everything. But yet, still, 200 years after we found out the theory is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. In, it's only in science where something that succeeds over many years can still be what verified to be wrong. But in your conception of the world, you start with an idea and then all of a sudden we can't criticize it again. We know it is right and we are going to stick at it. No. Okay, so the issue is not about the fact that that concept cannot be criticized. The issue is about whether that criticism is in, like, is in place to make sure it makes people understand the concept that exists. You do recognize the contradiction what you're no. saying, right? So because people criticize, thing, listen, people criticize to find answers to questions, not to criticize based on the fact that they're criticizing because they feel they have to. That's how we, English will say there's constructive criticism. It exists so that you learn from it to know the flaws that exist. You, or if you don't know the flaws, based on your limited knowledge you can be able to fill the gaps in those knowledge in the knowledge that you don't have so basically that's it so you could say that um in creation there have been multiple stories about creation uh, the religious texts have its own version the science scientific um, community has its own version of creation you could see that in the religious texts we all know that the physical world is a part of the spiritual world in a sense that you know you just earth, you know, no no just can i finish can i finish right earth is just <laughs> listen can i finish earth is just a reason, a reason of the, of the spiritual world in a sense that things that happen in the spiritual world manifest itself in the physical things that's how come you see those things as logic so scientists will take time to discover so that discovery before it becomes logic or something as known as fact means that it has happened or transcended in the um, spiritual context well, before it manifests itself in the um, physical world which science will say well i've discovered this i've discovered that but already it was already there okay to see all i've heard you say right now is just use words and words it's all word salad <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm not trying to be maybe uh, Try to upset you, but no, you know, no, you know, honestly, you started the conversation by saying there's nothing I can bring to bear that will, will, will change your mind. Yeah. To, to start with, that is the that, that is to say, the conversation right now, what we are having is not conversation. <laughs> You've already made up your mind, mind and you are just, I mean, telling me what you think on the issue. I can tell you, in all honesty, mm-hmm. that yes, I'm not certain about anything, and that to uh, and that all my conception of the world, I have various degrees of certainty, and I don't feel that I have to know everything in the world. We are the only one who is making those claims and even not offering anything in the way of evidence to support it other than to say my personal conception of the world. The reason why we are all very skeptical about a subjective experience is because subjective experiences are not the basis for why we, how we conduct our stuff. We all refer to the objective, but in this particular realm you are telling me that my own personal experience is sufficient for me. So, I'll ask you a question. So my question is that, do you feel subjectivity is irrelevant in human interaction? It is highly relevant. But it's it highly irrelevant. Yes, it's highly relevant. But it is not to say that that is where we are to go to when we are looking for the truth. So, you see, um, no matter how science perfects its craft to ensure that it becomes highly objective, there will always be that tiny flaw. Yes. In its creation. Yes, there's nothing which wrong. Science, no, see, the only so, thing, the only difference between so, science, that, which is fine. So we feel that 
in this physical world, which I've clearly stated that there's a physical and a spiritual world. Again, another conjecture. In a sense that, in a sense that, when we have this concept that exists, that science believes that it's not hundred percent certain because things can change over time with further discoveries or further reaffirmations and verifications of certain things that have been discovered. What I say is that, which is true, and that is the depiction in the physical world because in the physical world we live by logic. And based on logic and reasoning, that's how come we, are make, we, we make certain informed decisions. Here, can I finish? Here, I consider myself a rational being in a sense that in my rationality, I know what is right and wrong. I know what I can do in certain situations which I feel merits certain action. So based on that conviction that exists, it doesn't invalidate the thing that exists in the spiritual context in the sense that if I believe in something and nothing makes me feel um, good about myself, the fact that I cannot explain it or cannot have physical evidence to buttress it for someone to understand doesn't mean that it's not existing or doesn't did not happen to me so that level of subjectivity is important in how i'm able to perceive other rational actions or facts that exist to make it applicable to the decisions that i'm going to take so the fact that i haven't seen it or i may not have the evidence to buttress it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist I'm not denying the fact that now I can certainly tell you I don't have the evidence to prove to you the extent of my faith and this manifestation. I don't have that evidence. Well, all I can say is that until you have gone through that experience, I can't relate with you on that level. It's simple as that. It's the same way when someone has not gone through certain um, level of logical reasoning, they will never understand the concept that you put before them because they don't have the foundation. So even in logic there have to be a foundation for someone to develop to move on to the next level to create a much more complicated reality yeah okay so um i think this is a larger conversation on the value of subjectivity um i've seen this in in some liberal spaces also where lived experiences are placed above facts when in natural fact, we should be looking at, in, in hierarchies of evidence, we should be looking at, at hard facts as like higher than lived experiences. But you have people, for instance, say that, hey, this statistics doesn't apply or should be ignored because I have this lived experience. Or hey, this, this information you are giving me doesn't apply because I know one person or two people who are like this. And this is the kind of conversation that I'm hearing right now, where our brother, the Christian here, is saying that, hey, I have this lived experience, and because of that, um, whatever knowledge base you throw at me doesn't matter. My lived experience is above that knowledge base. And I hope I'm not misquoting you, but that's basically the, the conclusion that you're drawing, right? And th this is not unique to you. It's not unique to religious people. It's not. It's it's unique to most ideologies which are emotionally based, which are subjective, and and do not rely more on objective facts. The truth of the matter is, you can use objective facts to affirm your faith. You just haven't been able to find the skill or the the, the level of mental uh, compartmentalization to do it. And I hope you, you find it. And that's, that, that's, that's the contribution I, I, I want to give. Thank you. Okay, so um, my question is that um, you keep saying that you have experienced something that makes you so certain that you are um, probably, yes, you're a Christian, right? Or that makes you decide to be where you are or take this particular stance that you're taking now, do you know what I'm trying to say? You also do admit that until we, or until individually, we experience what you have experienced, we wouldn't understand you, which is correct, right? Okay. And my question is, we don't know what you've experienced. You've not even taken time to tell us what you've experienced. 
for us to wrap our brains behind it to know okay maybe I explained the same thing yesterday, but I didn't know that was what I experienced, right? So can you sort of help us explain what this experience is? Because I've not heard this from just you, a lot of other people have said the same thing, but it's more of a physical encounter that they have experienced to make them believe that regards what whatever anything anyone says, they have a certain position, right? So I'm just saying that, could you help us explain what you have experienced in your own words, so that probably we can wrap our heads around it and if I happen to experience the same thing tomorrow when I sleep tonight, I can see that, oh, that's what um, my friend over here is talking about. So thank you very much. Okay, so thank you for your question. Um, before I answer your question, I'd like to say that my experience, to some extent, may not be relevant in the manifestation of your encounter. But then again, I'd like to share my experience because there may be some similarities, but not the same. Because even in science or even in uh, let's let's have issue of mental health people express depression or experience depression it's categorized as depression but then again they experience it differently but there are some underlying factors right there are some underlying factors but then again the manifestation differs based on how you have to approach it to treat it so based on that you can't necessarily lumped everything into one category and say that well it's depression without without necessarily going deeper to find out what kind of depression what's the duration of the depression what is the um, environment that the depression occurred in so all these things are factors that come into play when it comes to certain encounter so what i would say is that the reason why i feel um i have faith in a supreme being is based on um, my encounter of how I feel in terms of being peaceful because I have this um, situation where um, I had a rough childhood and was, rough childhood. Yes, it was very difficult for me in terms of getting to understand my parents when they take certain decisions because they feel they are doing the right thing I feel they are just being unfair to me because I'm not getting their point and things are not going well and it resulted in severe mental health issues. To some extent, uh, I felt that I wasn't myself and it became difficult to relate to people. So I have tried every scientific approach or tested method to alleviate that kind of distress, but still, it still keep persisting. So I never got hold of that comfort or me being at rest in that particular state. So how I'm, I was able to find that kind of peace was an encounter with the Supreme Being based on the fact that anytime I'm in the presence of God, I feel this total comfort, total rest, in the sense that I may not know, I may not explain it, but I just feel that everything is okay with me. It's like, I'm okay, I don't know how to explain it, but then again, it feels right. So, I may, like I said, my experience may be subjected to me in a sense that that is my encounter. Your encounter may be highly objective in this manifestation. That is fine. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But the issue is that it all leads to the fact that it's supposed to strengthen your faith in the Supreme Being or have faith in something. So basically, you had certain encounters that put you at, at ease and you're affiliated with, with God, right? My question is, how do you know that that encounter was from God? That's number one. And, and which God was it from? Like, was it from Prophet Muhammad Wasallam's Allah? Or was it from um, Jesus Christ? Or Hercules' Zeus? Or Thanos? Or... <laughs> From your ancestors, it could be your great grandfather who died, or who is trying to, who is saying, "Oh, my grandson, I know you're you're, you're suffering, but I am here." You know, How, like which one could you point to that? This is what I think it was. If it, if it was Jesus Christ, you can tell us and probably explain why you think it was Jesus. Like, what are the specifics that made you point to, to God, right? Okay. Can I put an end to follow up question? Sure. And I also want to know if you're experience is exclusive to christianity or 
you acknowledge the fact that other people in other religions can also have an equal experience which gives them the faith in whichever God you also worship. Then after that, I'll ask you something. Oh, and one more. Giant uh, <laughs> overload. Oh. And, and in addition, right? Yeah. Um, I'm coming from the medical point of view. I, yeah. I wonder whether you, you also realize that that experience can be produced using, um, using psychedelics. Whether um, so far as you transfer your problems to somebody, yes, <laughs> you, you feel that that person is carrying your problem. You feel at ease. Yes. So whether 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 psychedelics or, or alcohol or any any other mood mood changing drugs. Because again, if you had gone to the hospital, they would have given you antidepressants and they would have done the same job. Um, and there are people who just do. Um, uh, who does go do what do you call um, meditation? No, meditation. How did I say um? <laughs> it's you. It's you. It's you. Well, oh, there's the old people too. Um, there's the old, old people. Um, yeah. And there's the Nam Yohorenge Kyo people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, whether you realize that all of that could also like give you the same results, and, and whether you realize that maybe you falling on your particular um, solution was happenstance. Something years later on, that's when I had my encounter with him. So, and your encounter was Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Okay. With him, in a sense, that to everything that exists, there have been certain attributes. That okay, yeah, sometimes you have attributes of courage, or this or that. Certain things that align someone to fit a certain profile. Okay. So in in um, in certain contexts, we say we are able to profile someone by getting to know their personality and things they are likely to do True. that makes them um, predict or expect that they are going to take this particular action or decision. So, in the body of knowledge that exists in the world, certain um, profiles exist for different people. And looking at the profile that exists, I felt my experience was in relation to Christianity or from Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so on the issue of whether I could have tried um, medical approach, psychedelics, and also, let's say, um, like, drugs that could have helped with the situation. Yeah. So, I had therapy where they told me that what I was doing, I don't have any mental health issue. So it will be inappropriate to, for them to prescribe me a drug if they cannot diagnose me of any mental health issue because I wasn't having depression, I wasn't, I wasn't bipolar, I wasn't psychotic, 
I wasn't suicidal. But then, then again, I wasn't at peace. So I wasn't fitting the checkbox for all the various schemers for these mental health issues. But then again, I wasn't at peace. So it was a mystery, let me put it that way, in the medical setting. So I couldn't be prescribed drugs in that particular context. Yeah. So quick follow up, right? Yeah, could be misdiagnosed. Yes. Quick, quick, the thing about Ghanaian medical setting is, or not just Ghanaian medical setting, because the number of people who die by the misdiagnosis in or medical error in the US is about 30,000 a day. Yeah. That's high, right? You have to understand that medical, medical field is mostly a, um, a game of probabilities. And a lot of these medical doctors also come on board with their biases. So it becomes more difficult, especially when it comes to uh, mental health, which is already a very young field, right? So sometimes you go to them, all you need is talk therapy. You don't need med uh, medication. Some of them are not talk therapists. They are psychiatrists. Yes. They more, more, more or less was this psychologist or psychiatrist? One of them just prescribes medicine. Is the psychiatrist? Yeah, they more or less, they more or less want to find a problem with which in, in which um, chemicals can solve. True. Yeah. While there are those who just sit you down and have a conversation with you, and in having a conversation with you, are able to have or lessen your burdens, right? So maybe you, you didn't see the right person in order to have that conversation with, in order to lessen your burdens. Right. That doesn't invalidate the fact that those methods work. It could have also been that you, you could have tried other other methods like just meditating and you would have got results. Or if not meditating, even just uh, physical activity could have elevated whatever was worrying you. There are many, many solutions. I get it. Um, um, finding God is one of the solutions. The entire AA industry was founded by it was founded through religion. The addicts alcoholics and animals, addicts and animals industry was founded through religion. So we get the appeal of using or transferring your your, your burdens onto a higher power. You know that transference works. However that transference doesn't solve the problem. That is why AA has a, is it called recidivism what's the word? People who repeat, yes, that's an extremely high rate. Their rate of success is less than 15 percent. It's because transference doesn't work unless you can have permanent transformation. Like that means that you, if for instance, right, God is your is what you are transferring, that means that you're going to be a God person no matter what. And when if you have a situation in life where you doubt God even for a second, you are going to you are going to go back to that particular problem. You get it. So there are solutions that are more permanent and that work better than that. Okay. So I think my response to this is that um, in as much as um, there, there existed medical solutions to my situation, in a sense that I tried some and I didn't get um, like a response. So, like I said, even though... Wait, wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. So even though I may not have gotten, um, like, I may have gotten a misdiagnosis on the fact that they may not have uh, known what was going on, could also be a factor. But then again, the reason why I feel I'm certain of this encounter is based on the fact that even in subsequent situations, where uh, we know human beings are built with sad moments and happy moments. It's part of life. We feel sad, we feel happy. That those instances of fluctuations of emotions or how you feel in those things can take you to severe mental health issues. I never feel those I've never fallen into those situations based on the fact that I am not human. But based on the fact that I feel something strange is going on in my body that is helping me to stabilize my um, mental health situation. So there could have been other 
methods that could have been employed by a few looking at this particular context and how how like i perceive this encounter it's it's mysterious that's why so until i'm ready to get a counter information to what i've experienced i still believe i should hold on to what i have so does that mean that your experience because basically what you are saying is that you are special in that you are not experiencing negative side like negative mental health situations but we know for a fact that a huge population of believers are going through the same thing do you do you, do you find yourself unique different from them and do you think you are doing something different than what they are doing that is making whatever grace is upon you special and keeping you away from this um, those mental situations or it could be just a matter of chance okay so my response is that it's not that i feel unique above other people i feel each and every individual is unique in their own or special because we have experiences that are tailor-made to the situations that we go through that serve a purpose in our life because you don't go through situations in life because of the fact that you have to go through it it's because of the fact that you are serving a purpose in your life sometimes we recognize that purpose and we try to learn from that particular experience and um, apply it in further experiences or actions or decisions that we take which is fair enough so i don't see myself super special or much more unique than other people i feel each and everyone is unique i feel in my context as i keep referring to it that in my context looking at the situation the background to my problem was based on mental health issues so others may not have experienced mental health issues but then again they may be experiencing other things that are manifesting in the mental health sector or mental health area you get the point but they may be having some form of peace in other places like their business and everything and will need medical assistance or science to help them help deal with those other manifestations so i'm not saying that i don't have certain negative thing because to some extent the belief is that if you find god everything should go on smoothly for you it's a lie it's not rosy it's it's equally ups and downs so whether you believe in him or not we still have some similar experiences you have your bodies i have my bodies i've started countless businesses that have failed when i knew that i had god by my side you get the point so these things do not necessarily reaffirm the fact that your encounter should negate every other thing or any other process that may not come in your way as negative because the negative serves a purpose okay so picking up from your argument right that you've had bad days good days unbelief also have bad days good days you started countless businesses that failed Unbelievers also do the same. You've had days where things go well for you. Unbelievers have the same. You've had days where you feel like, wow, this is, this, like everything is just aligning in your favor. Unbelievers have the same. If you look at the parallels, right, whether there's God or there's no God, everything seems to be the same. So God becomes irrelevant in the, in the, in the conversation. Now, That said, right, I understand that you may feel that God gives you a particular edge over an unbeliever, or you don't. So, like, I, like to respond, I feel that the reason why, to some extent, um, a believer and a non-believer will experience certain things equally, is not based on the fact that one is believing in God and another is not believing in God. It's based on the fact that, from what I know, the God that I serve is loving and His grace abounds in the sense that it doesn't matter whether you believe in Him or not. It abounds to you because if you have life, you have God. If you have life, whether you believe that it's from God or not, it's something that you've been given. It's automatic. You have it so far as you're a human being. You deserve that, um, that life. How you make use of that life is dependent on you 
to make that decision. Mm. With some extent, may lead you to God or not. Okay, hold on, but if the if life is an equation, and and a figure keeps or a variable keeps popping up, that is irrelevant or inconsequential to the outcome of the equation. Can't you just can't you just admit that it's inconsequential to the equation and so, we can ignore it? Like we've had situ- a lot of these situations where we are trying to derive a formula, we are trying to understand something that is happening in the world. And then you invoke an error function, and then at the end you realize that the error function is not required. We just get rid of the error function. How different is that from what you're saying, where whether you believe in God or not, he is still God. Whether I believe in him or not, um, the outcomes may be similar. Is, is that not inconsequential? Does that not make God inconsequential to the lives of everyone? So the outcomes may not be similar in the sense that, look, even if the equation or the circumstance that keeps reappearing, which in this context we like to term it as God. So the issue is that life in the physical manifestation is a process. So you get conceived, you are born, you go through the process. I've never heard of someone that was conceived and just jumped to Age 25, started living. I haven't heard. This has moved from 13 to 13. So I haven't heard of that. Yeah. In the sense, your Bible. This has moved from age 13 to 33. There's nothing from 13 to 33. So I haven't heard of that situation where individuals have been able to skip certain processes. Based on the fact that they have God, mm-hmm. you get it, because we live in a world where it's governed by rationality and logical reasoning. Mm-hmm. You get the point. That logical reasoning, to some extent, exists based on the fact that it's supposed to direct us to believe in the supreme being or believe in something. It's not to take us away from it. So, if if you listen to I just, I just want to interrupt here because that is a presupposition that, f- fair enough, the laws of physics, the laws that govern everything around us, mm-hmm. right, are logical. So, sometimes they may seem illogical to us, but they are still logical, right? But to then conclude that that logic is supposed to lead us to a particular conclusion, I feel is. Yeah, I feel like you are presupposing that that is what logic is supposed to lead us to. If logic was supposed to lead us to that particular answer, we would all have arrived at that particular answer. Good. So the issue is that we are still discovering. So science will tell you that they finished discovering everything in this world. Which is also then, impossible because good. science so, admits so, that so, it will so, never be able so to do that. If science is able to possible. tell you that they have but finished discovering no, everything, then what would all get to know the conclusion that I'm talking about. I may okay, be hold on. I may be right. So, so sometimes we've had instances where scientists have been tagged illogical in their search for, for knowledge, based on the fact that the things they were saying doesn't make sense because it wasn't conventional to the logic that was existing at that point in time. But with time, they were able to provide enough evidence for people to buy into it. So I keep saying, even if you may not get my experience or my faith in something as in like logical in this particular presence time is a factor and in the sense that your experience with that encounter counts in your own time i don't know your time because i don't know yeah, what time yeah. at what point you're going to experience that thing yeah. so i can't speak about what i've gone through and how it makes me feel yeah you are right time is relative however I think you are invoking some of the old um, apologetic tactics of inferring God in between the gaps of, 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 the, of scientific knowledge, where because science admits that there will always be a gap, then religion keeps pushing that that gap is God, that because we don't know, therefore God. And I, I feel like we, at this particular moment, know enough to infer, like at this particular moment, we've been doing this for a very long time now. At this particular moment, we know enough to know which God it is not. Science is not discounting the existence of God. 
at least at this particular moment, we know which God it is not, because of all the pro pro proposals and propositions that have been have been put put, put before us, right? Some of the claims are testable, and some of them are testably false. Therefore, we know which gods are not. So, for instance, right, we know with, with a degree of certainty that Thor doesn't exist because we understand how thunder works. We know the degree of certainty to a point that we can discount a lot of, like, for instance, if you, you claim that the, your God created the earth. Fair enough, God created the earth. And by then you claim that the earth has, has corners. It becomes verifiably false, and therefore we can say your God either did not do that, therefore your God doesn't exist, or you don't know your God, and therefore you cannot make claims about your God. So, so there are instances where we can we can verify certain claims about God, and up to now we we know enough to know which gods do not exist. That doesn't still mean that. We are scientists. Science, we, we cannot discount what we don't know. We have to admit what we don't know. And what we don't know is that is whether God exists or not. But what we can say with a high degree of certainty is that the God claims that have been put forth so far have not stood up, have not stood up to any of the inquiries, any of the questions so that we have asked. The God <sighs> Sorry, uh, can we just have the plane pass? Clean up. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Because there's some broken glasses. Can we? Because we can pack the chairs and then see how how much damage we've caused. And then speaking of damage, we said few broken glasses. We ain't done yet. Totally. Um, okay, so if you can... Oh, glasses and what they are We have these discussions. Um, we'll have another one next two weeks. Two weeks from now. Um, it's called honest discussion. It's like... Oh, do you want us to postpone this to the honest discussion? Um, I mean, I'm... We have enough for like... We have enough for like a... So we can do, we can do like a five-minute wrap-up. Um, okay. Where we like both of you conclude with like your final statements. Okay. Um... Five ten minutes because you know. Yeah, I think maybe some final words. Yeah. So right. five ten minutes, do the wrap up, and then like we can close. Come on, see. For day the panel top someone. <laughs> we need more bold crystals. Yeah. Thanks. I'm not the talking type. You're not the talking type. Yeah. I go direct. <laughs> okay, so we're starting in three, two. The claims. Yeah. So. Okay. Now, I was, I was speaking on religious claims, right? You can give me any of them right now, and I'll show you whether they are testably true or not. We can start with the Christian creation myth, which is probably false because of the sequence that it, it is in. Because we, it's provable now in the sequence in which the earth was formed and, and, and however we, we have come to be now. So we understand how the universe was created. We understand um, what happened until now. And we have evidence to, to back all of that. So it's, pop, it's provably false, the, the Christian myth of creation. What another, another um, thing that is uh, provably false is the timelines that have been provided. Right? If you look at the, the, the timelines of creation, it leads us to a, young, a very young age, which we know is not true. Other claims are, for instance, the, the Joshua miracle, which we know is impossible. So there are various claims like talking donkeys and all of that there are various claims that we know are probably false Moses, and, Moses became, yeah became are probably 40 40 something years. which meant which meant the the yeah there are a lot of claims which may be if if we consider them allegorical or metaphorical would still work 
will still be um, highly intellectual and you know detective, providing direction for our moral conduct and all of that. However, if those claims are literal and we are supposed to consider them as scientific, they become problematic. You understand? And there are people who make those claims as proof of that their they are, they are God exists. So they are biblical literalists. And to those biblical literalists, we can scientifically prove that they are wrong. Yeah. And if they are wrong, it can we can then conclude that then either their God claims are wrong or their God doesn't exist. It's true. We cannot, we cannot, yeah, one of the two. We cannot come out and say that, oh, then your God doesn't exist. No, we can then, the only thing we can say is that that your claims are wrong. The the fact that your claims are wrong doesn't mean that your God doesn't exist. It could mean that your God doesn't exist, but you you are not describing them like correctly. You understand? Uh So, like, um, my two cents is this, that there may be instances based on the fact that the Bible was written in a time of different cultural context, different time, that to some extent may be difficult to be applicable in a modern era. In the sense that people may take the content of the Bible or the religious texts in literal forms which is good to do because it's in the language that has to make sense literally before you get to know other hidden um, like manifestation or other hidden meanings about it that's fair enough so if the literal um, interpretations doesn't fit into the scientific verification that makes pure logical sense my issue is that I may, I may not have the authority to clearly decipher each and every literary text that has hidden components because, like I say, I keep saying, this thing is a journey. I have had an encounter. There are things that I have seen it or I, like I have read, not in literal context, but in a context that had different meanings that were applicable to me. So, until an, an, another individual that has done or gone through that encounter to have that same experience, that leads to that faith that there's an existence of God, may be able to help form the objective metric for assessment that God exists. So, if I may not have that kind of experience, it may be very difficult based on the fact that these things may seem literal on the surface, but they have other things that I may not know, but I need to experience to know. So if I able to get other people that batches that other experiences in similar light, then I have a case to make a point for an objective metric of justification. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, just a, a quick, um, not a rebuttal, like a quick comment, and then we can call this a podcast. So um, the part of reliable truth doesn't rely on subjectivity because subjectivity is obviously flawed um, so we need to be able to um, come up with a different path to reliable truths because if all our truths are based on our understanding of the universe and common drugs can skew our personal realities then we have to come up with ways in which to error correct our own personal realities the fact that a lot of people buy into a common delusion does not make that delusion any real. So there've been there are there've been cases of uh, mass hysteria, where, for instance, one person gets sick, and everybody else starts showing the same symptoms of that particular sickness when they do, they have not even come in contact with any pathogen whatsoever it shows the power of the mind in a collective situation where delusions can become so powerful that they can have physical manifestations in reality so i hope that moving forward our conversations will try and come up with a strategy towards reliable truths thank you 
Wait. We all have something to say, right? No, it's just final words. It's just final words. It's just final words. What we are going to do is that we'll do this on camera. It's better that way. You know what? You know what? You're one of the few. Christians that I'm beginning to like. Yeah, yeah. to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. To be quite honest. Yeah. Wow, Fifi. Yeah. <laughs> like, But you are willing to explore. You are willing to to question. Challenge. Yeah, because my journey. I think I'm, I just started my journey, and there yeah. are questions that I have. I, I have this perception that I'll get answers. So, so I get the answers. Yep, yep, I have yep, that yep, hold answers. on to that belief that the answers. Hey guys, um, here's to another episode. I know someone. I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, this is a really short one. So see you guys on the flip side of this. Not thinking about what's really going on Got crept on, stepped on, now they gone I spent four years in the county With nothing but convicts around me But now I'm back at the pound and we exposed Ways for the youth to survive Some think it's wrong, but we tend to think it's right So make all them ends you can make Cause when you broke, you break Check it out So ain't no need for your mama to trip Cause you's a hustling ass youngster Clocking your grill Now me, mama, me gonna take your seat Cause you can see, girl, I don't cheat But life will always remain to be a little ghetto boy